Hello, Michael here with a quick disclaimer. The episode that you are about to listen to was originally recorded as a live event, meaning that it was recorded and streamed over our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash the RPG Academy, or broadcast as a live event or recorded as a live event for our YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash the RPG Academy. Hopefully you will understand why the audio quality of this episode is not quite up to the same standards you have come to appreciate and expect from our show. And on the off chance that when you listen to this episode, you don't really notice a difference between this episode and a regular episode, don't say anything, because that will make me cry. Thanks, and enjoy the show. PG Academy Podcast, I am Michael, and it is my job here in detention after hours at the Academy to hang out with you hooligans, ne'er-do-wells, and Academaniacs. Uh, with me this evening is Matthew. Matthew, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. And Charmander, say hello. Char-char! Oh, he's a good good Charmander. He's a good Charmander. Uh, So we are supposed to have Scott with us. Unfortunately, he's running a bit late. He did send me a message that he hopes to jump on in a bit, but it uh, may be a while, so we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, Looking at my OBS, I'm seeing some pretty high drop frames, much higher than last week. Uh, So hopefully this is watchable. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody in chat now or later, but if uh, if we're really, really herky-jerky, let us know, and I might actually restart things. Uh, but until then, let's go ahead and get started. So, Matthew, we'll start with extracurricular. What you been doing? Huh, what have I been doing? Uh, well, I saw Spider-Man. Oh, that, yeah. was, uh, that was good. It was very good. I, I, I enjoyed that. Um, recorded my podcast, Zero's Talking Heroes Spider-Man episode, and that was just as fun. Then I also had to watch 1990 Ninja Turtles for that podcast, and that was also fun because 1990s Ninja Turtles is excellent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cowabunga. It's something, all right. Okay, Michael. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I forgot, you're, you're a little bit older than me, so it doesn't quite get the whole, like, that was your childhood thing well, along well, with it. No, it was, I mean, it was, I don't know if it was my childhood thing, but I distinctly remember watching and loving that movie. I remember that one of the first CDs I ever bought was the soundtrack to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and that I, that was one of the first DVDs that I ever bought was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. No, oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, I guess halfway forgiven. But yeah, um, that, that's basically what I've been up to. Yeah, that's it. All right, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Well, I, what about you? I also have watched Spider Man. Um, I thought it was very oh. good. Uh, I don't know that I am quite sold on it as much as some other people are. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's very, very good. It, it's probably it's probably the best Spider Man movie we've had, you know, ever. Uh, I am not a fan at all of the Andrew Garfield Spider Man. I, I, I literally hate both of them. But here's the thing. I loved Peter and Gwen. I would have watched the whole movie of just Peter and Gwen, but every time he put the Spider-Man suit on, it was a hot train wreck of flaming garbage. Uh, but I really enjoyed the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man. I thought it was was great. Uh, Tobey Maguire, obviously, he's a little older, didn't quite you know look like a teenager, but uh, I really, really enjoyed that one. But this one's still better than any of those, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where the story develops. But I would say of all my top you know, Marvel movies, it it might be in the top eight. I don't know if it's in the top five. 
I like that you picked eight. You could have said ten. You could have said ten, well, ten and been the same. No, no, ten was too far. See, so t- ten that would have degraded it too much. So it's like it's huh? just outside the top five. So basically, it's eight. Is uh, what you're saying? You know, it actually might be six or seven if I really break Ooh. it down. Yeah. Um, obviously, both Guardians of the Galaxy are amazing. First Iron Man is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Civil War and Captain America: Winter Soldier. So I think that makes five. So it would make it six. Okay, that's fair. Yep. So, uh, Matt, what are you drinking tonight? Well, thanks for asking, Michael. I'm drinking a Two Roads Little Heaven Session IPA, and then after that, I'm going to wash that down with a Guinness, and then I have some water. I also have some water. <laughs> oh, excellent. I'm glad that we're matching. Yep. Uh, so, in case anyone is watching now or listens in the near future, I uh, just remind everybody that we did get nominated for an Any Award. Uh, the second, Ooh, yes, we did. Second year in a row, which is ridiculous that that happened. Uh, it's awesome, but uh, it's a big, big puddle of silliness. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're not aware, the Innies are uh, an award ceremony put on by the guys and girls, I guess the team over at EN World, which is a very popular RPG dedicated website. Um, they give away there you go they give away the award uh, at Gen Con every year so uh, I will be going to the ceremony there you know it's a tough category last year we did not make first or second that those are the only two places they give awards for so all we know is that we were third to fifth somewhere in there I'm hoping that we might do better this year Fingers crossed. So anyone out there that would like to vote for us, just go over to any slash or any hyphen awards.com slash vote slash 2017. There's also, if you go to our website, we have links uh, and you can vote for a whole bunch of cool stuff, uh, including best podcast. Uh, we would really appreciate that. Fingers crossed that we can actually uh, pull out first or second this year. Uh, and then also also mention our Patreon. Uh, we do have a Patreon campaign. We've, been, we've had it for a few years now. We've been hovering around like two hundred to two hundred fifty dollars for quite a while, which is great. I'm one of the thing I'm ever complaining. That's awesome. Um, the camera that you see me on was bought with that money. The monitor that I'm looking at Matthew on was bought with that money. My table, chairs, like that money has allowed us to do so many things. Um, but we are we are trying to increase that. We want to get more people involved with the hope that if we can get to two thousand dollars a month, which again it's crazy, but it's not that crazy um i could quit my job and actually work on the academy stuff full time so a catacon this podcast other projects the youtube page uh twitch channel all that would be something that that would be my job i could work and dedicate my time to that um so that would be a dream so if anybody is interested head over to patreon.com slash the rpg academy even a dollar a month it would be awesome it adds up um go from there and Michael says if he gets to two thousand and one dollar a month, I get that extra dollar. So actually, Caleb would get it next. Oh, I thought Caleb. Uh, okay, see, I thought you guys lived together. I'm sorry. <laughs> I uh, I just assumed there was one house in Ohio, a place where vultures were, and then the convention center. That's not too far off. <laughs> All right, so a quick check. Is there anybody in chat? Anybody saying hi to us? Oh, my God. There are uh, so, so many people. There's one person. Okay. It's, it's just it's just me. Okay. <laughs> well, we usually have a couple, uh, and yeah. it's actually possible there might be people watching who aren't participating yeah. in chat. Uh, usually, Neokami joins us uh, along with some others. So uh, yeah. if, if you're out there, please drop in the chat. Say hi. Let yeah. us know that you're there. Yeah. It says... 
the eyeball says 1898, but the little picture of a person says one. So I guess that's it. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't see it, so I'm relying on uh, on Matt. So which is never a good idea. No, but it's, it's we're, not. we're work. We're, pff, I am irresponsible. I am I'm like a feral cat. <laughs> I don't know that I understand that. Feral cats, you know, you can, they'll come up to you and you'll be like, oh, look, a nice cat. And you can go to pet it and they're like, <laughs> So, yeah, let's, uh, let's see what's going on here. Yeah, well, according to my, oh, oh. so NYT Ader says hello, or he actually says greetings. I said hello. Did, did really? I just said, oh, hey, look, hello. Oh, so okay, that, cool. So that was you? Yes, I said say I said say hi, and okay. then he said greetings. Oh, okay. So I saw uh, it, see, it's my name, Michael. No, well, no, actually, I don't. On mine, it doesn't show your name. If you want to see, my screen, it just says N Y T R, and then I said hello. So fine. This is great radio, by the way. So let's move on. Uh, <laughs> after extracurricular, we like to play one of our reindeer games, which is ten things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew, uh, what is ten things? 10 Things is a game that we play where we give each other a type topic and we have to name 10 things that in that topic. And I'm going to start with you, Michael, because you are always a pleasure to go with. Oh, yes. <laughs> so 10 things that you wish were on, des- for, on the dessert menu for tonight. Cheesecake. One. Cheesecake ice cream. Two. Strawberries. Three. Strawberries with whipped cream and sugar. Four. Chocolate ice cream. Five. Vanilla and chocolate ice cream swirl. Six. Peppermint. Seven. Candy canes. Eight. Cotton candy. Nine. Well, that was ten. Uh, ten! Yeah, chocolate. <laughs> See, that was in my wheelhouse. That's like if that was a Jeopardy category, I would just watch the board with that. I like the way it was peppermint and then candy canes. I'm like, so <laughs> so if they hit the peppermints, you'd be like, ooh. Well, no, see, when I think of candy canes, I actually think of, like, um, Cracker Barrel candy canes. They have, like, the bubblegum flavor. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay. I've been there once or twice, so I'm I'm aware. Okay. Matthew. Yes. Ten things that you like about the 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. The Turtles. One. Splinter. Two. The Foot Clan. Three. Shredder. Four. April O'Neil. Five. The 90s, New York City. Six. Domino's is everywhere. Seven. Size. Eight. Casey fucking Jones. Nine. And the music is incredible. Man, yay. Those are ten things. Ten things. Yep, so uh, that was fun. Yep, so- Can't wait to, for Scott to come in and for us both to fire ten things at him at the same time. <laughs> he's got to do 20. Ten reasons why you were late, mother. Yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, after ten things, we usually move on to used books, but we've been kind of changing it up a little bit, and we've been doing what mm-hmm. we're calling new books. And this is where we talk about questions that may have been sent in by the audience. Um, I have a, a Slack channel for our Patreon, so Patreon at any level gets invited if they wish to be on our Slack channel. If you don't know what Slack is, it's Discord, but not. It's essentially the same thing. Uh, It's a private social media channel. We can chat and they can ask questions. Um, And I have one that we're going to discuss later. But for now, we're going to talk about skill checks. Hmm. Because this came up. uh, I put a a poll on Twitter and Facebook, and I was getting some information about it, just trying to get some thoughts. And I'll, I'll lay it out to you. 
So I think most of us have been in the situation where the character that's supposed to know a thing, like the wizard with high intelligence, for example, is trying to decipher the runes and they screw the roll. They botch it. And then the player playing the barbarian's like, ah, screw it. I'll roll. Oh, look, I got a 19 or a natural 20 or, you know, some way they got a really high number. Right. And so then you have the barbarian going, you know, this is what it says. And that's okay. Like there are times when that's funny. There are times when you can like work that into the narrative and maybe the barbarian just actually like wipe some dirt off and like, Oh, that's, that's the character I needed to unlock the puzzle. You know, you can work it into the narrative. So it makes sense. But there is a part of that that makes me wonder, does that character who has spent time, effort and resources deserve a little bit of protection in regards to those situations so that that's less likely to happen? Like, do you have any thoughts on that? Do you do you have an opinion one way or the other? So let me just understand what you're saying. So basically what we're saying is when someone who's doing the job that they're not designed to do gets someone else's job and that other person is upset about it, basically. Well, I, you know, I don't know that upset is the right word, but think of it more about the person who's supposed to be good at something. Yes. So, so it's the rogue. They're supposed to be good at sneaking. But it, the cleric and plate mail does better on their role and actually is better at sneaking in that situation. Right. And, and I think it makes sense. It makes, it makes more sense if it's something that's supposed to be trained. Like if it's something that anyone can do, then I don't know that it's as, as necessary. But if it's like a, a trained skill that, you know, if you don't actually have training in, you really shouldn't be good at it. Should there be a situation where, you know, you just tell people you can't roll? Like, you know, if you're not trained, you just cannot attempt it. Or should there be something where maybe they get disadvantaged? So not only do they not have the bonuses because they're not trained, but you actually impose a penalty. Or the third option I talked about was maybe you put a cap. And if you're rolling for an untrained skill, no matter what you roll, you can't get above a certain number. I use 15 as an example. So that you'll never have a situation where the person who's untrained has an exceeding success, even if the person who is trained maybe fails. I don't like that because I feel like it limits those whoa crazy moments. And I did like what you said with the narrative, like for argument's sake, the cleric, I mean the the wizard or whatever, just totally botches, just goes one on this thing. And it's like, okay, it's a bunch of ruins that he should understand. He's got knowledge arcana, whatever, but he he done screwed up. <laughs> so to progress the story, we can either stand in front of this door and then start hitting it with our heads or someone else can try. And then, so that person wipes off some dirt or then looks at it upside down because they're a barbarian and they go, oh no, it's spelled like this. And then it's like, oh snap, you know, think about Gandalf trying to get into uh, the mines of Moria. Right. He's sitting there, blows, oh, Sam, oh. and then you have uh, Frodo's like, Gandalf, yeah. what's the word for a friend in Elfish? Bellon. Exactly. <laughs> they were there for what, six days before that happened? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and, and a lot of times when I ask those questions, like, I'm not really looking for someone to give me an answer. I'm just trying to spur conversation and get other people talking and, and kind of see where they come down on, on certain issues. And, and I think for me, where I would lean most heavily is if it's something that the person is supposed to be really good at, I'm probably just not going to have them roll. You know, if you're trained in Arcana and there's a rune you need to decipher, I'll probably just tell you, 
you're trained in Arcana. You can read this. This is what it says so that we don't have a bottleneck in the story where like, well, I really need you to read this so that you can open the door. So we're not just sitting here with our thumbs up or hoo-hahs for the next 20 minutes real time and maybe two hours in game time. So I think the thief should be able to sneak, you know, without rolling unless there's like opposition of someone else who's trained like an actual guard or another uh, like a villain npc type of thing uh you know a bard should be able to negotiate a better rate at the room or get a few silvers on the on the corner without actually asking for rolls a lot of those times right and that i agree with that i i think that um things like that that you can learn from playing games like dread where it's like you're only pulling a brick when it's something that there's a chance of failure so I, I like that. You know, it's like taking a 10, taking a 20 on things. Uh, I know it's not 20 minutes, but it's like, right. okay, I'm working at this. So, yeah, you're going to get a gold by the end of the night by uh, swindling all these uh, country bumpkins at the tavern. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I, I think that's probably one of the pieces of advice that I would give to a newer DM is you don't need to roll as many skill checks as maybe you think you do. And I know I'm absolutely guilty of this myself. Sometimes I do it. It's almost like a filler word. It's like an um, where I'm like, uh, roll perception. And I'm actually just trying to think for like five seconds. I don't even really care what they roll. But then, of, of course, that's when everybody rolls a four. And you're like, well, crap, can I actually tell them the thing I want to tell them? Because they all failed. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's like, I wish I hadn't asked for that roll uh, as that filler. I should have just said nothing for five seconds. But I think in general, I think that's just good advice across the board is let people be good at what they're supposed to be good at. Yeah, I, I, I like that. That's that's what I would do. But I would never put a cap on something. You know, I feel like that's cheating. I'm That's cheating everyone, you know, because the story's got to go on or else I guess it's time to go home. <laughs> oh, yeah. we got things in the chat. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing my job. Uh, PB Dragon 83. Most of the time, a low DC skill check would be considered common knowledge that anyone should know. Uh, Peanut Butter Dragon 83 also says, I give players a few different skills that could be used to get the answer they seek so more players could actually roll. Perhaps the info would be more geared to the skill they use, but it's still the same basic info. So that actually leads right into what I wanted to talk about next. So thank you very much for that. Be Peanut Butter Dragon. Peanut Butter Dragon 83. 83, yeah. Is that... Uh, this comes up all the time in forums, and this is probably the closest we'll ever come to a flame war here at the RPG Academy. Do you think that intimidation is a charisma check? Or do you think it could be other skills or other abilities? I I think it can be an anything check, depending on what you're using. I think I think if you're playing... Uh, oh, God, what's that, what's that book series? Um, with the Mockingjay, that one? I feel like, yeah, Hunger Games. I feel like she rolled an intimidation check with a deck skill because she shot a goddamn arrow at someone. Fine. Okay, great. That, that That's what you did. You meant to not hit them, but you meant to... An arrow coming at you, whether it's going to hit you or not, scares the shit out of you. So you're intimidated. I, I completely agree. Like, 100% agree with that. But if you bring this up on any forum... It, it, it's like people come out of the woodworks to tell you how wrong you are. Because, uh, again, people on the internet like to tell you that you're wrong. I was about to say, that that's just called the internet, yeah. Michael. You don't have to specify what forum it is. It's right. just... And the, the main internet. argument that comes up from this is, well, but a lot of people put charisma as a dump stat. So if I'm going to play a barbarian, I'll put high strength, high constitution, higher decks, and then I don't care about the rest. So 
why am I negating that dump stat by letting my barbarian intimidate with strength? That kind of is crappy to the people who have low strength but high charisma. You're kind of stepping on their toes, which is how this relates to the first concept that if someone is dedicating time and effort and energy to something, should they then be the best at it? But my thought on this is all the characters should be able to succeed at almost anything their own way. So if you if you get away from a charisma check because that is people riled up, let's just say there's a door that needs to be opened. A rogue could probably pick the lock. A yes. bard might trick someone else into opening it. A fighter might kick it down. All the classes should have a way that will let them get through that door, but there could be different consequences. If the fighter kicks it down, yeah, the door's open, but more maybe people know about it. So if the, if the thief had opened the lock, it would have been better. So I still, if a fighter wants to intimidate with strength, I think that's fine. But I think in the narrative, it's less likely to hold. You know, they're, they're scared in the moment, but if you then leave, are those people that were scared five minutes ago going to do what you said? Or they're going to be like, yeah, that guy's gone now. Who cares? Versus someone with a high charisma who's like, you know, if you don't do what I say, I will, you know, do X, Y, or Z. And that fear is so strong that even though that person leaves, they still would do what they were told to do. I mean, I think someone used the example today, like a kidnapped victim, you know, they send them into a grocery store and they never tell anybody like, hey, I've been kidnapped. Like they're so terrified that they'll go to the bathroom, buy a Snickers and then still go back and get back in the car with their kidnapper because they're terrified. If you just intimidate them with strength, that probably wouldn't hold. Does that make any sense? Yes. And uh, Peanut Butter Dragon 83 is back and they said, uh, it's not so much that the barb using strength is uh, as it is the attitude he she uses while breaking something well breaking something to intimidate i would still base it on charisma but perhaps then give them an extra plus two or whatever based on the pc role playing which is fine it's just that's too much math for me i'm i, I don't math so i'd rather just say okay you want to do you want to shoot an arrow at someone's face then do use your dex skill it it doesn't matter you're telling the same story like it doesn't matter the, the guy roll is just to see team, yeah if everyone's yeah. on the same team that you shouldn't be upset that your rogue got to do a cool thing and you know you didn't i, I don't know i mean and i, I agree with being about dragon 83 that uh, i think that's a good half measure like i don't argue mm -hmm. with that if someone says that's what they would do that's that's better than just saying no you can't do it in any way but for me i, I completely agree like um you should be able to do a dex intimidate. You should be able to do a strength intimidate. You should be able to do a con intimidate. Just I'll let a pit viper bite my bite my arm in front of you, and you know, or eat glass or something. You know, like that's kind of intimidating. Uh, in wrestling from the Dragonlance novels, early on in that series, when they're being captured for the first time, they all have to leave their equipment. Like they're being captured, they put their equipment in a pile, and he goes on big some story about how the worm of blah 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 is going to eat anybody who touches it that's like an intelligence you know yeah. intimidate I, I think mm -hmm. any skill should work and i think it's fine no matter what you do but at least a half measure would be good description good role play you get advantage or if you're playing a different something game, you get a bonus yeah yeah and i like that you said wrestling yeah because i've always known that name to be wrestling well who knows you know, Kentucky, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever, I, mean, I, say, I say lots of words wrong, but I've always got wrestling, wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Not wrestling. Just, wrestling. <laughs> wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> when you said it I, at first, the second you said it, I'm like, wait, what? 
What are we talking about? <laughs> you know, when you're wrestling when you and you go to say, ooh, brother. Step into a Slim Jim. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, so um, Peanut Butter Dragon also came back again to say, math is fine. It's when they started putting letters into it that it all went downhill, to which I replied, word. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a firm believer that math is a religion. Is you have to take everything on faith, and I don't think religion should be taught in schools, so therefore math shouldn't be taught in schools. Don't tell your kids that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a product of the Kentucky educational system, so, you know, it, it was a downhill. Isn't that, just, isn't that just at the still? Like, <laughs> you're at Grandpa's still, and so, he's like... <laughs> so, funny story, my, uh, my grandparents, who were... Just gave you a still. No, we're my, oh, who, who were active moonshiners. Um, oh, yeah, my, my middle name, which is somewhat unique, it's Keffi, A E F F I E. Like it's. I did not know where that name came from. Yes. Okay. So here, I'm. Thank you for explaining that to me. Yes. So my <laughs> middle name comes from when my, it's my grandfather's name, his first name is Keffi. He was named by his father after his father was in jail for running moonshine after someone he met in in jail for running moonshine. So that's my name is like a a prison acquaintance. Became friends. He got out. Had a son named him Keffy, after that person. And then, furthermore, uh, my grandfather is a Burkhart, but he's actually a Gross because his family was killed in a shootout, and he was adopted country style, which basically said, "Boy, come live with us." With the Burkharts, and he took their name. So yeah, I have Kentucky history all back there. That's back awesome. Yeah. I'm disappointed at your son's names now. Well, my. <laughs> Well, my, my oldest, actually, because we didn't know we were going to have more than one. He has a hyphenated first name, and he has Keffy as a middle name. So he has uh, four names. Oh, okay. That's, and they're all first names. That's the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, if I knew that we were going to have two, four I, first names. I would have held on to some of that. But yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Four first names. So I've been trying to just sort of like filler until till, uh, Scott could jump in, because we were getting ready to do uh, Where My Fingers Been. Um, oh, we're not doing where my fingers been without Scott, so we will fill her until he gets here. He said he should be here soon. So, what about do you have any any D and D related questions or quandaries or anything from a recent game you want to talk about? <laughs> or again, we'll open it to chat if somebody wants to throw. Yeah, a no, yeah. There's six people in the chat now. I think Woo-hoo! we're two well, of them. five. Oh, I'm sorry, it's five, <laughs> and we're two. Of them. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I haven't gamed in forever, and it's very upsetting, but. My life is just all over the place, so I have to uh, take it where I can. So I'm infatuated with Fantasy Age. That's cool. I have to say, right now, I'm as close as I've ever been to having a game supersede D&D. Wow. And Fantasy Age is the one that they played with Will Wheaton when he did his little RPG show, right? Yeah, well, it was a version. So, first off, first came Dragon Age. And right. The, and then Fantasy Age is the generic version of that, so it's not tied to the Dragon Age setting. The right. show that on tabletop... Titan's Grave, yeah. Titan's Grave is a setting that they made for the Fantasy But it's the Age. same rule set. More, Interesting. Less, there's a few changes. It's like Eberron is D&D, but there's a few changes. So it, you know, right. Titan's Grave. Um, but I have become very disenfranchised with the D20 being so swingy like i just hate the fact that it's a linear distribution and i like that i don't like 3d6 or 2d6 dungeon world because i don't like 2d6 but 3d6 
I like that. I don't know why I just do. I like the stunt die. If if you roll doubles on any of the three dice, they're the same number. You activate your stunt die. Assuming you succeed, because you can still fail, then you have this menu of of stunts that you can perform. And there's things like you do extra damage, or you can move yeah. people around, or you can that's cool. You know, you can move faster. You can take an additional attack. Blah blah blah. Um, I got to play it with the designer, which always helps. Uh, we did an actual play with Chris Premus, which will be out on the feed sometime soon. And I really like the system. So I went out, I bought all the four books, and I'm going to be running a one-shot of it here later this month at the Rook, um, which is our local board game cafe. They have a monthly RPG night, and I think I'm going to try to nice. make up as a short little adventure. and Because I've never actually ran it. I may not like it once I do that. But I'm kind of infatuated with it right now. Cool. Um, before I say my little uh, ditty, um, Peanut Butter Dragon uh, is back in the chat, and he says, that was a cool episode. Uh, WW is awesome. So I don't know if he's talking about World War, Wonder Woman, or... I'm thinking Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Ah, you see, this is why you have you, because you got all the good answers. Dirty Habanero says, good evening, all up. Ah, Peter Bar Dragon said, Will Wheaton. Okay. Uh, you know what, Kefi? Take it. <laughs> Take it right to the head. So I, I had a, uh, a celebrity uh, sighting Will Wheaton two years ago at Gen Con. Uh, we passed each other in the main gaming hall. And it's one of those things where, you know, there's 40,000 people at that Gen Con. There's, the, the room was just, holy crap, full. And I just kind of looked up, and this person was walking right towards me. And by the time I recognized who it was, they were already right by I me. Mean, I didn't want to like grab the guy or throw him down or anything. So I just kind of gave him a quick nod and he kind of looked at me and gave me like a quick nod. And then we just kept walking. And I was like, you know, just, that was, that was all there was. It was just a, a nod of a, of acknowledgement, but I didn't like tackle him and try to like shake his hand. That's or cool. Autograph or anything. Uh, I, um, I'm friends with, uh, Will Wheaton on untapped. Not a big deal. We can cheers each other's drinks. Um, so, the game that I kind of want to get into that isn't out yet that I'm really excited for is um, Genesis by Fantasy Flight. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm curious about that. I I think it's going to be really cool, and I think it's going to be really multifunctional, and I like it. Like I totally want to do like a Firefly thing with it. So I, I agree because I've actually wanted to do a fantasy version of that anyways i wanted to try out the system of uh threats and advantages and that kind of thing because i i really enjoy that aspect of letting the dice help form the narrative but i also having listened to some actual plays that use it and, and played it a few sessions myself there there comes a point where you're just like okay i'm kind of over that now like you know okay i fail but i have five successes uh, what do, what do we want those to be like? And it stops being cool at a point. Mm. And I'm just wondering, like, how long until that would wear off in a game, in an actual campaign? Oh, Scott's in the chat. Um, yeah, I hey. I agree with you, but I think that's the point where you stop saying, "Oh, these these uh, advantages mean something physical," and you just start giving out the die. Like, if, if you're sitting there trying to make something happen all the time, obviously it's going to be tedious, but hopefully that'll wear down itself. Oh, excuse me. And then eventually it'll just be like, 
okay, you get a blue die, you get a blue die, you get a blue die, or whatever. And I haven't played enough of Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy of uh, Fantasy Flight's uh, game system to be tired of it. I, I listened to it enough, I guess, but uh, I only played one game with uh, Rocky at a Catacon Three. So we played. A, we started a, a sort of a campaign with it here. Uh, we I think we have six episodes or seven that were on the feed, and then it just got crazy uh so I've, I've played four or five sessions and then i've listened obviously to redemption uh some campaign so i've i've, I've heard a lot of it right ho ho look at that collared shirt oh look at that oh my goodness what wow wow killing in the west coast is good if he's got to wear a collared shirt <laughs> like that <laughs> so how is everybody we're uh, doing well thank you yeah yeah. Good, good, good. What's all the latest? What have I missed? Okay, well, you missed 10 things, uh, 10 spices that you're so happy to be eating now that you're on the West Coast. Ooh. Uh, uh, oregano. One. One. Time. Two. Old Spice. Three. Uh, the spice from that sci-fi movie that I liked with Picard Three. in it. Four. Four. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the, the various spices off of people's B.O. because it's warm and sweaty. Five. Five. The uh, spiciness that is uh, Mexican food. Six. Six. The spiciness that is Indian food. Seven. Uh, my uh, the Spice Girls. I'm eating. Eight. Eight. Woo! Good for you. A Wi-Fi, uh, an open Wi-Fi network uh, near my apartment here called Spice that I'm just using for internet. Right. Nine. And uh, obviously. Uh, the rest of the spices that, that uh, when we pack to move, right, we just dumped them all into one Ziploc bags. They fit a lot better. And so we call it allspice. Ah, Ten. I actually want to have tacos with that blend on it. I think it's called um, Mrs. Dash. It's like seven different things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You could have went with the kernels, seven or 11 herbs and spices. Oh, that, that would also be KFC good. KFC out there in California? Uh, I assume so. I have not been while in California or while in Maryland or I think while in Idaho. <laughs> I don't know if I went while I was in Arizona, but I'm sure I went once when I was in Utah. So, all right. So, uh, oh, so we're getting uh, we're getting some friends happening in the in the chat. They're finding out they're close to each other. Oh, nice. Uh, so, somewhat funny story again. Going back to my Kentucky roots, uh, Colonel Sanders, first of all, he was a Kentucky colonel. He was not in the military. That's an honorific title that anyone can have in Kentucky if you pay them $50. Uh, and um, the very first ever KFC is in Middlesbrough. Nope, nope, it's in Corbin, which is like 20 miles from where I was born. So I've actually been to the Sanders Cafe, which is the first ever KFC. Actually, Sanders Cafe. Yes. It's basically a restaurant. It has one extra room that's like a museum, and you walk through it, and it's got pictures and like like, like his first kettle of chicken type of thing. Um, so, Corbin is the town that was north of where I live, which is Barberville, and then London is the town that's sort of to the east of it. No, London is in England, Michael. Yes. You're lying. And and all three of these town cities, because none of them really counts as a city, uh, have have yearly festivals. Now, Corbin as Nibrock, which is Corbin spelled backwards, which makes no sense. Uh, London has the chicken festival, even though Colonel Sanders was from Corbin. And then Barberville had the Daniel Boone festival because uh, the Daniel Boone Parkway, even though Daniel Boone never actually went through our town. So it, 
Yeah. We just wanted an excuse to have a party, I guess. That's amazing. This, this episode, <laughs> when it gets loaded up to iTunes, better be called All About Kentucky. Oh, man, there's so much. Or Keffy Explains It All. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Keffy. Like, this is a Clarissa. Clarissa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to catch Scott up a little bit more, uh, Scott, what have you been doing outside of gaming? Ooh, did, did you uh, see Spider-Man? No. Oh. No, I haven't mm. seen any movies. I've, I've really been meaning to go see that Baby Driver movie. That looks, I heard that, that Mini Driver's really good in it. Mm. Nothing. It was a good bit. I was swallowing, but it was a no. fine. It was a fine. No. It was a fine bit. I no. just. I had beer. No, you know what? Okay, you know, I'll just go. I'll, I'll, I'm just gonna pour out a little drink for that joke because it's dead. Yep. It was yep, fine. Just... It was a fine bit. Sorry. Sorry. Right. Right. Um. No. No. What, what have I been up to? Nothing too terrible. Much. I've. I've been mostly uh, going into work. Ooh. Uh. Uh. Did a fun thing this weekend. Uh. Went into work. So. Yep. <laughs> Been going into work. Wow, living the dream. Living That's the right. Yeah. Awesome collared shirts and everything. Uh, so Scott, I think since you're here and you've been caught up, I think that's officially time to wonder just where those little fingers have been. What they've been getting up to while they're there. Yeah, just... right. <laughs> oh, oh God, the top button. I, I do Holy... I've got the papers. <laughs> <laughs> where have my fingers been? Say, where have my fingers been? The ca- Colonel Cafe. <laughs> so I see you were trying to escape again last night. No, 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 Colonel. Uh, uh, honest, we 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 dug that trench just because the garden needed tilling. So I see you were trying to escape my cafe of punishments. No, no, we'd never escape the cafe, Colonel. We love making minimum wage. Please, please don't expose me to your secret recipe. Please, I beg of you. I'll do anything. Anything. You'll do anything? Oh, almost anything. Just don't give me one of those everything buckets. (laughs) And that's that's what I I thought we were about to go to the red light district there for a second. Where? Have my fingers been? I said, where have my fingers been? Uh, Matthew, your fingers have been to uh, the world's first KFC in uh, Pick Your Fantasy setting. Great. Redwall, in fact. Let's make it a concrete setting. Redwall. I'm glad you said that because I was about to do it. So, good. Um, Uh yeah yeah we uh we actually don't speak chipmunk in here. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, yes, my family is new to Redwall, and we come for these chickens. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to order? Um, family meal too. Okay. Do you want biscuits or mashed potatoes? Uh, both. Okay, that's an upcharge. Oh. Okay, and that's where my fingers been. <laughs> I thought you were going a little Annie Oakley there for a minute. <laughs> I get it. Yep. I get inside jokes. All right. All righty. Where have my fingers been? I said, where have my fingers been? 
at Nib Nibcarb Nibcarb Festival. Nibcarb. Nibrock. Nibrock and Nibrock Festival. Oh, look at this! There's like, there's a greased pig. Oh, I know. Have you tried the caramel apples? Of course, I've tried the caramel apples. Why else would I come down here? Well, uh, we could ride the zipper. I don't know. The guy running that's only got one arm. Well, yeah, but he had, you know, two eyes. I guess that counts for something. Uh, how about we do the tilt-a-whirl until we throw up? <laughs> Dude, I'm way heavy. I've already thrown up. So, you want to just, like, go get high? Sure. And that's where the fingers have been. <laughs> Yay! We did a theme thing where my fingers been. And I actually oh. ended mine. <laughs> yes! Nice. First time ever! And he, oh, and he almost didn't freeze up in his 10 things, Scott. He was really coming along. I thought, almost. I thought I had 10. I had 9, and I saw it stop. He, like, he stopped up. at like 9. Like, yeah, just like. I'm like, done. Done. Like, oh, I'm sitting no. here like. Mike dropped. <laughs> by, by, by Mike, I meant the ball. Yeah, not, 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 <laughs> my, not me. I'm going to get off the floor, though. All right, so we've been kind of speeding along through some things. Um, so really, we're kind of ready to get into cryptozoology. Uh, yeah, and the chat is basically just people trying to figure out how to hang out and game together because apparently we got some locals. That is awesome. Like that, that's yeah, it fantastic. Is. I found out that the the uh, great great New Yorker uh, what is his name? This is this is great time waster. Uh, and New York Tater, Tater is from Queens. And so I was like, oh, shit, he I'm on the some, island. He knows Spider-Man. Yeah. Basically, yeah, maybe Spider-Man's his neighbor. <laughs> so I had asked um, <clears throat> I'd asked on our Patreon Slack. So once again, if you join Patreon at any level, you'll be invited to the Slack channel uh, for some prompts for tonight. And um, we didn't have anything specifically with a monster, but um, Neo Kami, who sometimes joins us, was wanting us to try to take the monster in a very unique way, like kind of flip it on its head and not use it the way you normally would, which I think we kind of do that a lot anyways. Um, but the monster that we chose for tonight is the Black Pudding, which uh, is in the oozes category in 5th edition. It's on page 240 and 241 of the Player's Handbook. It's, it's not just an English dessert anymore, kids. England uses pudding for entirely too much. Breads are puddings. Dessert, the whole meal is a pudding. There's puddings for breakfast. There's puddings for, for dinner. There's puddings for dessert. Like, it, there's no end. There's no end. Blood pudding? Isn't that a thing? Spotted dick is a pudding. It is? 100%. Ew. Blood pudding is a sausage. Ew. Black pudding is, I think black pudding is actually a sausage as well. Is it? Yeah. Now I have to see this. So New York oh, Taylor yeah, said that uh, his school was the one that uh, Peter Parker jumped over the fence at. So he he was the his school was the magnate school in Spider Man. Oh, that's awesome! This Sweet. this one this this recent one. I believe so. You should be very that's proud. Awesome. So the black pudding again. It falls into the ooze. Uh, in fifth edition, it is a challenge rating of four. Has uh, armor class of seven. Has 85 hit points. Uh, it has some, uh, uh, was it qualities? It's uh, amorphous, so it can slither through things as, as small as one Squeeze. inch and not be considered squeezing. Uh, it's corrosive, so just touching it, attacking it with non magical weapons does damage to you. 
Uh, in fifth edition, every time you hit it with a non-magical weapon, it takes a cumulative negative one to the attack. If that weapon gets a negative five, it's destroyed. Um, it can climb walls, and uh, it has pseudopods that it can strike out with. And then, yeah, if you hit it with lightning uh, or slashing damage, you can cut it in half and make more puddings. Uh, uh, does it, it doesn't go on for infinite. Like, you can't just keep making them smaller and smaller. It stops at medium. I think medium to small, but small won't go smaller. And they each have half of the hit points. I thought you were going to say you cook it, and then you can eat it. And I was and like, yay! So I cannot remember the last time I actually used a black pudding in one of my games. It has to be... Like, 20 years ago, back when I was first started playing, we did nothing but dungeon crawls. Have either of you used a black pudding, either recently or just memorably? I've, I've had a black pudding used on me. Uh, that was... Hey, uh, that was, was last night. Going We're through, not talking about um, <clears throat> The dinner. Ew, gross. It was the only thing on the menu. No. Um, uh, a friend was, was running a... Um, uh, a published Underdark campaign, we will say. Okay. And uh, there was a black pudding in there in some place, no spoilers. And um, that was uh, interesting as, as players, although the DM was super bummed because uh, we just ganged up on it and stomped it with no slashing or lightning damage, and so it didn't split or anything cool, right? And, uh, yeah, it, it, it got a chance to use none of its special attacks before in a round and a half. We just ground it to a fine pudding powder. And he was like, well... That could have been fun, but it wasn't. Yeah, I, I think that, that the, the oozes fall into the same category that we usually talk about when we talk about trolls, where is it really meta knowledge when you fight a troll and everyone's like, hey, don't use slashing weapons because it'll split? Like, is it because the players know that or is it because the, the characters live in a world where black puddings are a thing and they've probably heard somebody talk about it? You know, wh- where do you draw hey, the line? Um, well, in, in our case, it was just stupid coincidence, but I can appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, I think I, I think that depends on how much backstory the character has. And honestly, you have to really be like policing every word at that point. Like you, you're going to allow the paladin to know because the paladin's been in three towns, but Country Bumpkin the fighter can't know about black puddings because he's only been to Rookville, and Rookville <laughs> doesn't have black puddings. And you'll let the ranger roll because the ranger's been to a bar. Yeah. Well, I think like. Traditionally, what I would probably do there is allow them to roll like a nature roll or survival or something to see if they've heard of it. Um, again, I haven't used it in such a long time, but even with trolls, it really doesn't matter. Uh, I, I think I'm going to steal something from the angry GM. Uh, he, Don't tell him. Uh, he's written some articles. Uh, if you know, he's written a lot of articles where he's talked about like what, what we call gotcha monsters. Mm-hmm. Where rather than the fun being facing it, it's the dread of the impending interaction. So rather rust than monsters. rust monsters, trolls, a Dracula, carrying crawlers, or you know even a black pudding, it's not. Oh look, we open a door, surprise! There's a black pudding. Let's fight it. It's we know there's a black pudding somewhere in this dungeon. Because the walls uh, are we perfect. don't want to have to face it, and yeah, and so we and so there's that dread that builds where you see that the walls are perfectly clean, and you find you know some remnant that lets you know that it was corrosive acid has eaten something, and you start thinking is it, is it a gelatinous cube, is it a pudding, is it an ooze, and so that the meta knowledge actually makes the game more interesting 
because everyone's like, oh, what could it be? Where is it? You know, we, we got them. And so they start having more fun trying to avoid it than you would ever get from a, ha, surprise, there's a black pudding. Hmm. I, I, I like that. You make it almost like a, a blob scenario because, like, it, you, you watch the blob thing and you're like, oh, why the hell is, like, why is people scared? By, by the time the they reveal the blob. Yeah, exactly. Like, Wait. Yeah, just get in the but, car but and leading go. up to it. Yeah. <laughs> Or uh, what was that? Signs, the movie, right? Oh, that geez, was suspenseful signs. right up until they showed you the alien and you're like, wait, this isn't some mysterious other force. Like, this is something that can probably be penetrated by bullets. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, and their spoilers, damage, wait, 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 did you say signs? Alert, yeah, signs, okay. allergic to water. Allergic to water on a planet <laughs> that is made of 75%... 80% water. water. And the people and are like 90% are, water. And the, the, the atmosphere is full of uh, water also, yes. right? There's, there's, there's so that was humidity. Terrible planning that's, that's, on their part. Yeah. Like, they I was going to say, worn some pants is what they should have done. Maybe a shirt <laughs> or a hat. Or some like rubbers, you know, like waiters. Yeah, and right? Maybe it's like, wait. The Norton Salt Man. dress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the only... Garbage. Ooze pudding story I have is a secondhand story uh, that my father told me that. So this is this has got to be from a D and D or first edition D and D, like old, old, old. So basically, they fought an ooze or something, and they were throwing everything at it, and nothing was happening. And eventually, one of the guys goes, "Okay, I'm just gonna piss on it," and then he defeated it. <laughs> that's the oh, that's the only story I have that, that's relatable because I've never used them, I've never fought them. And so that's it. So, well, so uh, if, if, if the point is us to do something uh, different, right, right. And, then, and, and, and to underscore that by the fact that we apparently can't talk about how we've used them and, and played with them and enjoyed them, uh, should we just think of many varied and unusual ways we could use them and enjoy them? Yeah, I think so. Is not gotcha monsters? Yeah, so if we're going to use a black pudding, what are some interesting ways that we could? Restaurant. I mean, that uh, you put it in a restaurant. Yeah. Um. I didn't order this. Oh, it's it's on the house, sir. Oh. <laughs> and then the barbarian's like, "Boom! Get out of my way!" <laughs> that eats the whole thing. And I'm like, you know, that was the monster, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's like the uh, it's like the joke where it's uh, where where it's about the mimics. It's like, why do mimics ever um ever come into towns well that's because they're too stupid the bartender left the party left the table left they killed the table <laughs> good time so is the the black pudding intelligent enough to know that it's in a restaurant and it's trying to get victims or is the the operator of the restaurant selectively killing patrons that one that's the one so I maybe, don't think maybe black pudding maybe it's a gelato situation so they're they're freezing <sighs> it so that it becomes inert they're eating it, and then as it warms, it regains oh! its corrosive properties. <laughs> Ooh, that one is good because no one says no to gelato. Because exactly. if you do, you're a communist. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I like that. What what if it's a rough and tumble uh, sort of tavern of, of of evil adventurer types, and and that's just what they eat? They're just like, well, you, you're not going to eat a live pudding. But what kind of awesome evil adventure type are you? Yeah, no, and you're oh, like yeah, there yeah, with the paladin. You have to like try and blend in. Peer pressure, yeah. Like, okay. It's like that the third D D movie where it's the evil version, and you have to pretend to be evil. So you have to. That, that's your rite of passage that you'll eat a black pudding to fit in. 
Either that or uh, you're, you're doing a D&D game set at, at a freshman year of a university and you guys are pledging to a fraternity and they're, they're hazing you. Mm. That works. Now I really want to run like a, co- a wizard's college game. <laughs> where it's just, just where it's be just, like okay, a bad so, Saved so by the Bell ripoff. So it's Harry Potter meets Saved by the Bell meets uh, oh. <laughs> Greek li- meets, meets, meets Greek life. Yeah, but uh, 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 Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, Revenge of the Nerds better. Um, so, Dirty Habanero's got a couple ideas for this black pudding. Uh, a dark well looks like water until you pull up, pull it up in a bucket. And then Peanut Butter Dragon says there's a glory hole in the outhouse out back with a barrel of black pudding attached. Oh, that's gross, gross. and also horrifying. Yeah. Um. So I know, I think, uh, and we were talking about this earlier in Slack, uh, Ryan, a teleporter on Twitter, was saying that, like, you know, powerful creatures could use one as, like, a garbage disposal. So mm-hmm. that's just where all their uh, refuse goes. So it just destroys it and eats it. Like the Odiug. <clears throat> like the Odiug. Um, so what if, I'm, I'm thinking of this, the, uh, the Lord of Truth series, uh, right around book five or six, right about the time it's got awful. Uh, there were these passages called the sliffs that were basically like wells that were like transporters. You would go into one and this sort of ooze would, would engulf you and then you would travel through it and come up somewhere else. It was a way to travel very quickly uh, from place to place. Well, if you did something like that where there's like an ooze covering a portal, you have to get to the portal, but you can't kill the ooze. So you just have to survive it or you have to you know use your powers, abilities, planning to try to get through it with the least amount of damage as possible to get to make the a other swim side. check, wear full plate armor and just make a swim check right through it to the, or or it's 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 a puzzle to get to the gate right. They provide you two full hit point black oozes and three jars, and the three <laughs> jars need to be filled with one ooze that's like <laughs> Five small pounds. sized, yeah. one ooze that's medium sized, and one ooze that's large sized, right. Oh. Well, no do-overs. This uh, this actually reminds me. We talked. Caleb and I talked about this a while back. The cockatrice uh, in fifth edition turns you stone, but only temporarily. So maybe you would, in you know, uh, voluntarily get turned into stone because it because the black pudding does not affect stone. Go through the pudding, and then twenty four hours later, you recover and continue on your way. Huh. That's good. I like that. We we drop you through the pudding. So so are are puddings more buoyant than something? Like like what is it? What barrier are you passing through with stone? That oh a portal yes. that somehow is it, immune it, from puddings. Right. Yes. Well, if it's a stone portal, he said stone's immune. So. Yeah. I mean, it's like a magical portal that just you know it's like Stargate. It's not going to let. Yeah. Think about the Stargate in a gelatinous cube or a black pudding. Yeah, something like that. I like that. All right. All so right. you see it flush because the pudding just goes whoosh, and you're like, oh, the portal's open. Let me let me don my wetsuit. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of some sort of like um, almost like an environmental effect. Like there's a, you know, like sometimes like in a tornado, frogs will get like dropped in towns and crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe black pudding just gets flown through the air and like it's droplets of rain. It's like basically acid rain falls everywhere. Rain and black puddings. And then slowly it starts to form back together. Like the, the cooler Terminator. There's yeah. a sump in the town, and someone's like, Pa, Reynolds didn't come back from the sump. And then there's just a black ooze in the middle, and a kid's hand, like, Wah. Or the black ooze is wearing a hat and sunglasses, like, Hey. Yeah. Hey, you. <laughs> hey. It's Cousin It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So that would be one thing too. What if the black pudding is is intelligent? Let's let's give it a, 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 a an intelligence, a sentience. How would it act differently than just a monster that needs to eat? It would want to become chocolate gelato. <laughs> it would say, it would, it "This would... is my ultimate destiny." <laughs> that's a that's an interesting question. What would it want uh, aside from eating? I don't know. Uh, I mean. Uh... Wants tend to come from from the the root causes of, of uh, a species evolving intelligence, right? So so humans evolved intelligence to compete with other humans, right? So our wants are like, oh, I'm going to do things that make me feel like I'm better at competing, like you know, wearing a collared shirt, ah, right? Uh, uh, but uh, what what would oozes be better at competing with? Like, I can split faster. I want like a a, a, a whisk. <laughs> Get Emily me the biggest cheese grater love. you've ever seen. What, what if, as, as, a, as a child ooze, it was split, and it just wants to reconnect with its other half that was taken by an adventurer 50 years ago? Mm. Oh, so it's a sad ooze it's story. A baby ooze. So you but just it, made SpongeBob sad. the black pudding. But it kills everybody in its, in, in its way, so it's still... Well, it's not, it's not his fault. It's how he <laughs> encounters the world, Nature Michael. Versus You're, nurture. Yeah, exactly. You're a monster. The humans are the real ones. That's right. Yeah. Fact. All right. So what else? Uh, I, I I think obviously the the most likely use case I would have for black puddings is as uh, ammunition for hilarious puns. <laughs> <laughs> Good uh, bits on bits. Just yep. That's yep. that's all I do. I just troll my players. They'd be like. We don't get it. This encounter's been terrible. And I'm like, it's a black pudding. Get it? I mean, you all failed your knowledge check, so no one knew that was the name of the monster. But this is really funny if you yeah. knew that. You guys want some more ice cream? No, Scott. Stop it. You're being a dick. All right. So how many of you are left alive again? Uh... <laughs> okay. So looking for a group. Scott's just on for Reddit type, typing up, looking for players, and they're all at the table like... <laughs> Oh, you guys can go. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm done with you. Can you yeah. clean up before you leave? Uh, yeah. Put your chairs on the yeah. table. Wipe up that black pudding. If, what what if you uh, weaponize a black pudding? Instead of being something you fought, it's something you used against your enemy. Black pudding catapult. Mm, yep. I saw black something like pudding. that online. So I don't want to claim it as my own, but I saw something about putting like in a glass vial and then catapulting it into a city or something. Or uh, I mean, using it to to get to enemies where you can't, because puddings and oozes and things can squeeze. Yeah, you could think of it like the the typical somebody's in like a cell for their own protection, and then you you have to kill them. You use the ooze to do it because it can slip through the bars or slip through the sewer. Yeah, it could be the whole. Um, you can almost set up like a mystery where it's like we don't know what happened. We put the duke in this vault for his protection, and now he's just gone. There's nothing left of him. There's no sign of an intruder. What happened? You know, Black ooze coming in, ate him, dissolved him completely, and then left. Maybe he has a magic ring that was left behind because it didn't dissolve completely to give you a clue. It's like burnished in some way, even though it shouldn't be because it's magical. It's, it's just oozy. It's like, ew. Yeah. Yeah. It's like stretches out. Oh, it's now an anklet. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I think there there are good fun options. Plus, I mean, it's black, right? Like you stare into the inky blackness of the pit. Ah, it's only three feet deep. It's just full of black ooze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it could just pass off as muddy water, as as oil. You know, it's a viscous liquid. Slick. Oil slick. You're a viscous liquid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure am. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think they're fun options. How about an all ooze party? Everyone gets to pick different oozes or jellies. Uh, I was actually going to say that. And the, another time I've seen an ooze is I uh, was reading uh, Tabletop, Table Titans. And one of the characters dives into a gelatinous ooze and dies. And then the cleric like brings him back to life, but he doesn't come back to life as himself. He comes back to life as his skeleton with the ooze, like keeping him together. So they just run through the rest of the dungeon. Cause he just like runs through all the monsters. And uh, it was, sounds it like was a pretty, good it was funny. To, it was funny to, to read. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't allow that to happen, but it no, was funny. No, no. I'm a pretty much a yes and DM, but I don't know that I would let that. Yeah. Go ahead. Bring him back to life. He'll be in the ooze now. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> So the the uh, the the reward for being dumb is ultimate power. Sounds like a merit. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon, man. Too soon. Too, yeah. Too soon. Yeah, we're still in the middle of that nightmare. Okay. Uh, so I guess we'll throw it out to chat. Uh, do you guys have any any other ideas that we could use, or uh, questions that you would like for us to answer before we sign off? Uh, well, so far we're just talking about gelato and pizza, and mm-hmm. Dirty Habanero's last message says, Evil Player, One Shot, All Oozes. I can't remember which podcast it was on, but I think it was Season 2, Roll to Hit, had a person in an ooze. So, apparently it's been done, so forget it. it has Bad been idea, it, yeah. we're it's done. done. It's done. Simpsons did it. Wow, according to Twitch, I have the worst camera out of our group. Interesting. The more you know. I would, I would agree How does that. Twitch tell you about this? No, well, I'm watching the Twitch stream and my video looks like shit, and <laughs> oh, your guys' video well. looks fine. Yeah, but yeah, on I wasn't going to say anything. On Zoom, my video looks fine. That's because you're seeing your video through locally, yeah. not set through the internet and then tunneled back. Interesting. Well, okay. I'm going to have to play with uh, your slash Michael's laptop and see what happens. <gasps> you're using it. I'm not using it at the moment. Oh, but because I, I have it uh, and it works. Right. Uh, what what camera to... are you using? Just your laptop camera? Oh uh, yeah, it's just a laptop camera. Okay. That, that's that's the answer. So, so maybe if our Patreon gets up, because I actually I bought Caleb a camera recently, um, so that he would not look like he was uh, underneath wax. Uh, maybe we can get uh, you one as well. Can be good. Okay. I mean, you already got me this mic set up, so I really wasn't expecting another gift, but I'll take it. Hey, we we, we got to keep you in presence somehow. I mean, that's fine. No one else. Otherwise, is you're gonna to me, so. you're gonna go to that uh, some sort of competing podcast, like something about superheroes. I mean, you will do that if we don't keep you in presence. Wearing <laughs> <laughs> the you wear. Uh. <laughs> listen, listen. Uh, button up. Uh, collared shirt podcast. <laughs> up, up. Top button podcast where we talk about work and work podcast. only. We talk about IT yes. issues. We talk about kill counts, and we talk about water coolers. That's it. Have you seen my weenus? Oh, and and Scott is drinking water. Great. Yeah. Dirty Habanero was asking that's, about that's the all camera. I had time to grab. Uh, I, I purchased one of those Logitech uh, C920s. I think what they are. They're like sixty bucks on Amazon. 
So that's what I've been using. That's what I got Caleb as well. So nice. I, I have a really old um, Logitech Orbit camera from from actually when I first moved out of my uh, growing up hometown. And, and I thought I, I'd leave that with friends and because it, it, it can be like remotely pivoted and moved, right? And I was like, I'll leave it at the table, right? It's got a little stand. It'll like watch the, the, the mat and watch my friends and I'll be able to play D&D still. And it totally didn't work. It was no. a complete nightmare, right? Like I couldn't hear anybody. I, you know, I mean, video technology is, uh, video conferencing has come a long way, right? Uh, and also we've learned that you can't do one remote. You have to do all or none, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the the the... It, it is still a very nice webcam, so I would recommend it. So, totally off subject, but you made me think of it. There, there was a hot minute where digital picture frames were a thing. I don't know if you remember those or not. Yep. Or my like, my parents have one. Like eight months, like it was the biggest thing in the world. And you could get them where it would like cycle through, like a slideshow. And then they had the mm-hmm. ones where, like, you could send one to your grandparents, and I could load pictures, and it would upload to them wirelessly. And I thought that would make an awesome scene in a movie where, like, the kidnapped picture, like, you know, I have your kid, and it just pops up on that picture, like, the ransom note. But unfortunately, that... that... And they're, like, three words into reading it, and then it's the picture of the camping trip, and they have to wait until it goes 150 photos around. And they're your parents. They don't know how to, like, fast forward. Ah! They're calling... Uh, that technology didn't live long enough for that to come to fruition. But yeah, I thought that would be a cool scene. It would. Uh, great I, job, I, I think I think you need to duplicate that scene in a fantasy setting, right? You have the seeing mirror that that, that only shows you the the picturesque images of your family, and then you see one a glimpse of one of them being tortured, and then it just moves on to mountains. You're like, no, <laughs> go back, mirror. But the mirror is an intelligent magic item and belligerent, right? <laughs> it's a black pudding. <laughs> It could be like sliders, like every every scene's a different world, and you know you jump through, and then you're trapped on that world. I like that, but uh, instead of every scene's a different world, every scene is just a hologram that the magical pudding is displaying on the front, so that you'll jump into it, and it turns out you're just jumping into the pudding, and you'll die. <laughs> That's it. That's what the pudding wants, just to eat. Thank yeah. you, everyone. Good night. Yep. 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 It, it just has different holographic images of like maybe these mountains will lure someone into me. Maybe these cute children. <laughs> Maybe these this so, nudist colony. Maybe movie. General South Chicken. <gasps> That's the one. There was this movie, I think it was early two thousands. Pretty sure it had Tommy Lee Jones in it. Um, it was a volcano in L.A. And that actually might be the name, volcano in L.A. And no, that's definitely not the name. Something I think like it's that. Mount St. Helens. No, no, no. It, it's it was like one of those disaster yeah. movies where yeah, a super it was, volcano it was, there was a volcano in L. A. In L. A. I remember that. And and there's a scene where one of the scientists who are down there trying to figure out what's going on uh, has to basically jump into the lava to save somebody, and it just shows them melting. They're just like ah, and it just shows like from their feet, they're just slowly sink into the lava, and they're not like like swimming through it. They're just they're melting because it's so hot that they're just melting like candle wax. I, I kind of see that same thing with like a black pudding. Like you, you walk out into it and then you just slowly start thinking as it's dissolving you. Oh, well. seems like a terrifying thought and an image I'd like to share with everybody. Yeah, no, that sounds horrifying. How about a, uh, a sea campaign on the ocean of black puddings? Oh, so pirates, pirates of dark water. Ah, I got you. Beat me to it. I was thinking kind of a, a mashup of, of that concept and also the concept of, of the changeling world from DS9, right? Like, oh, there'd be, okay. 
So, I don't know uh, what that is. Yeah, I, I was thinking says he was saving someone from the train. I think he's referring to volcano in L.A. Oh, gotcha. Man, now they're talking about but, 90s but, tech. But what's the name of the movie? Is it L.A. Volcano? Volcano in L.A.? No, it's not Volcano in L.A. That's ridiculous. Someone's talking. Uh, it that is. Was, that was Scott. Cause I volcano, 1997. Nice. But it was Just set volcano, in L.A. Really? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yep. Nice. All right, so uh, I guess we'll do a last call to chat. We actually have some people talking, which is awesome. Does anybody have yeah. any questions they would like to throw our way? It doesn't have to be about D&D or RPGs, but it certainly can. Uh, so anything we'll, we'll wait. Did, did we miss used books? Did we just skip that completely? We did miss you, books while you yeah. were not here. We, we talked about skill checks and uh, intimidation. You guys are just plowing through tonight. Mm-hmm. All right. You were also really late, but whatever. Yeah, I was really late. <laughs> <laughs> but you were working. Yeah, exactly. You are working hard for the money. Dun, 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 uh-huh. So hard. We have to pay for that. Working right, hard for some of the money. Oh, wait, hang on. It is technically an original song. <laughs> I actually wonder if you two will catch that. So, back like two or three years ago now, we did an episode of faculty meetings, which time was something else. Uh, called uh, Law Law and Order or Lawful and Orderly. Um, and it was about playing a lawful good paladin. And I used a little dun-dun. And that's all I used was a dun-dun. And YouTube flagged that as proprietary and would not let me upload it until I removed Well, the, 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 the owners of that dun-dun are super aggressive about protecting our intellectual property. Yeah, clearly. So. It's it's like them and the happy birthday people just like all over you because if they weren't all over you, uh, violations would be rampant. That's true. Yeah. Just like, you know, you can't let anybody have an excuse or you have to let everybody have it. Well, uh, yeah. The, the, one of the crazy things about uh, like trademarks and, and intellectual property is is that uh, if if you don't defend your rights to it, then you lose your rights to it. Like if, if, uh, if Google doesn't... Um, uh, work to like send cease and desist letters for people using the term Google as a generic verb to search rather than as a specific verb to use Google products and services. Uh, then, then uh, the 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 word Google may fall into the common lexicon and no longer be like the property of Google. Wow, that's crazy. That's that's legit. The more you know. Dun, 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 dun. So don't uh, Google things with Bing, kids. You Bing things with Bing. Bing you Google sucks. things with Google. Mm. Bing sucks. At work, we uh, we default to Internet Explorer, and it uh, it defaults to Bing, and it's just like I don't even why. Every time I search for something, I'm just like I'm gonna have to search with Google. And yep, sure enough, I get crappy results, and then I have to go to Google and search with Google. It's so frustrating. I'm pathetic. Ask Jeeves. He was fun. Also, wasn't. Sp- Spelled differently? Yes. Wasn't it like J E? It was J, yeah. We have, Ooh, we have, we have somebody Lycos who's, who's suggesting black dog. It was. I black like black dog, yeah. so it's, it's a good one. It's a classic. Hi, Jenny. Uh they say hi, Jenny. Hi. I told you selfie, sorry. <laughs> you failed your stealth check. <laughs> oh, she's in the mirror. Dun, dun, dun. I'm watching. I'm watching the Twitch, so I'm like 
oh, 30 behind. seconds behind. So, so, so now uh, everybody at home has, has evidence that Jenny is not a vampire. Oh, perfect. Just saying. Absolutely. I think I knew that in November, but I'm glad to know it that it also works on the West Coast. Speaking Stay. of November, Catacon 2017. <laughs> Catacon. Had a, another couple of vendors jump on board. Uh, All right. Some more sponsors Seven. jump on board. All right. So we are we are lining up to be a successful con with about 45 people there to play. It's going to be oh, awesome. Yes. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. I'm running the, the board game booth again. Everybody's a VIP because there's only... It's uh, it's right around 100, 120 right now, but uh, that's still a long way from the 500 that I was hoping and expecting. Well, we have some time to go. We'll push that up. We'll we'll rave the deck. We'll raise the roof on that. (laughs) And uh, if it doesn't work, then just next year we'll put it in Vegas, and then we'll get everybody. Because one, it's stupid cheap to fly to Vegas. It's cheaper to fly to Vegas than it is for most folks to drive to Ohio. And true. uh, Two. And if you gamble enough, the room is free. Room's almost free anyway. Yeah, you just have to be surrounded by clowns. I'm surrounded by clowns anyway. Yeah, that sounds or like, like a, pirates. That sounds like a category or anyways. some sort of obnoxious theme. Some obnoxious theme. Anyway, nice. so I don't think, don't see any questions. So I think we'll go. No, and, uh, we're oh, just hanging out. Uh, NY Tater said he voted for any. Oh, good. I, thank, thank you. I actually got three of my friends to vote for Annie's who are not podcast people. Nice. So, but yeah, everybody vote for Annie's. And everybody also misses the paperclip from Windows. Thank you, uh, New York Tater. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dirty Habanero also voted. Thank you. Awesome. Thank cool. you. Thank you. Go team. We, we have a chance, albeit yeah. small, to place this year. So it will not be third to fifth best. It could be. We second. might be. Although I still, second, I still think you should make that T-shirt for that least. night. Make the T-shirt 2016 uh, Schrodinger's Bronze Any Winning Podcast <laughs> New York Schrodinger's Bronze. <laughs> yeah. The Schrodinger's Podcast. Award. Yeah, exactly. Just, just, and and the shirt will be bronze, but the lettering will be black. Like that's it. I think that'll be the great. <laughs> we shirt exist to in wear. the quantum superposition of having won an award. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, we teleported stuff today. Did you guys hear about that? They use quantum something or other to teleport a photon to space. What? Yeah, the, the Chinese. I think they're teleporting information. No, they, uh, they teleported a photon. The... It was a it was a coupled pair, quantumly coupled, and they teleported one half to space. They did. Uh, it was think... on the internet. Okay. All right, I can't argue with the internet. The internet is literally always right, 100% of the time, even when it's self-contradictory. I also heard today that we found Amelia Earhart. No. Apparently, yeah, apparently. Yeah. One, one photo that's blurry as hell says that she didn't actually die um, in a crash. No, she didn't die in, in the crash. She died at in a prisoner of war camp uh, with the Japanese. Yeah. So, I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> I heard this information secondhand from a girl at work, and I was like, oh, okay. I was having a really bad day, so I was just like, this is interesting, but I'm really not computing anything you're saying. So, goodbye. I have my coffee now. See you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, a uh, good night. Again, thank you, everyone who participated in the chat. This was one of our most active nights. Uh, thank you, guys, all. Thank you, Matt and Scott, for joining. And we will do our traditional awkward wave out. Thank you, guys, and we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Skidamarinky dinky dink. Skidamarinky dink. Skidamarinky dink. Skidamarinky dink.
Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the drive-thru RPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media such as Facebook and Google Plus at therpgacademy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.